The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so thrilled today you are able to join NUMA Podcast. The key texts for today are the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verse number 3 to 11, and the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 27 to 38. Now, let's begin with the book of Genesis. Joseph spoke to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father really still alive? But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were speechless. They couldn't believe what they were hearing and seeing. Come closer to me. Joseph said to his brothers, they came closer. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But don't feel badly. Don't blame yourselves for selling me. God was behind it. God sent me here ahead of you to save lives. There has been a famine in the land now for two years. The famine will continue for five more years, neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me on ahead to pave the way and make sure there was a remnant in the land to save your lives in an amazing act of deliverance. So, You see, it wasn't you who sent me here, but God. He set me in a place as a father to Pharaoh, put me in charge of his personal affairs, and made me ruler of all Egypt. Hurry back to my father. Tell him, your son Joseph says, I'm master of all of Egypt, Come as fast as you can and join me here. I will give you a place to live in Goshen where you will be close to me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and anything else you can think of. I will take care of you there completely. There are still five more years of famine ahead. I will make sure... All your needs are taken care of, you and everyone connected with you. You won't want for a thing. 
Now then, let us read the gospel, and that is the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse number 27 to 38. To you who are ready for the truth, I say this, love your enemies, let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the supple moves of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more payback. Live generously. Here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a part on the back? Run of the mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbrokers does that. I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You will never, I promise, regret it. Leave out this God's created identity the way our Father lives towards us, generously and graciously, even when we are at our worst. Our Father is kind. You be kind. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You will find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You will find life given back. But not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving not getting is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the great I am the I am, I thank you today for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. I ask, O oh Lord, today that you will inspire the sound of my voice, that as many God that will listen to this podcast will be blessed. And I thank you because I know that you have answered these prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who is coming back again. Amen. The title of this podcast is Grace to Forgive. Grace to Forgive. Now, it's important that uh, we look at the, the, the two key words here, and that's grace and forgive. 
So, grace is defined as the divine influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify, to inspire virtuous impulses, and to impact strength to endure trial and resist temptation and as an individual virtue or excellence of divine origin. And to simply put, grace is the unmerited favor of God to humankind. So what then is forgiveness? Forgiveness is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Many who are familiar with the Bible would have heard the intriguing story of Joseph in Egypt. As he was choreographed from being a prisoner to becoming a prime minister. The story of Joseph began in Genesis chapter 37 when Joseph's own brothers, those he loved and those who were supposed to love him in return, betrayed him and sold him into slavery in Egypt for profit and it ended in chapter 50 when he died. Having been sold to the merchants of Egypt, Joseph was wrongfully accused and imprisoned. He was recognized imprisoned, forgotten in prison, and subsequently released and elevated to a very prominent position in the country. Afterwards, divine providence brought him face to face with his conspirators, in fact, his brotherly enemies, those who wish him dead, those who sold him off and performed his funeral. Brothers and sisters, there's so many things happening around us today, and it could be that even the very people that you think love you, the very people that you love yourself, would do harm to you. But if you are like uh, Joseph in our story today, what will you do and what will be your reaction if you were to be confronted with reality such as this? The text today calls for a very serious scrutiny of our understanding of the true definition of what it means to love our enemies and to do good to those who harm us. I will not pretend about the difficulties of loving against all odds, about loving those who clearly hate you, about loving those who clearly have done harm to you in the past or even present. Nevertheless, the act of forgiveness is not only a divine injunction, but it is also the bedrock for which our faith in Jesus Christ rests upon. It is not uh, possible to truly be called a follower of Jesus Christ without the spirit of forgiveness. For that is the only thing that can distinguish you from being uh, uh, an unbeliever to being uh, a follower of Jesus Christ. 
For example, in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 15, uh, Jesus, when he was teaching his uh, followers to pray, here is what he said. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Then it went on in verse number 14. It says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse number 15. If ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Brothers and sisters, it is clear from this passage that forgiveness is central to our claim as followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself would go on later to demonstrate this when he prayed for his persecutors. And that's in the book of Luke chapter 23 verse 34a. Here is what he said. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The story of Joseph offers us an insight into modern-day practice of restorative justice, a system of criminal justice that brings those harmed by crime or conflict and those responsible for the harm into communication, enabling everyone affected by a particular incident to play a part in repairing the harm and finding a positive way forward. This was aptly demonstrated by Judah, the chief conspirator of Joseph's uh, betrayer, when he offered himself to become a slave in place of little Benjamin. When we hear or read about serious crimes, the natural and the immediate human reaction is to seek for appropriate justice to be served. Yet, the scripture encourages us to love, to do good, to bless, and to pray for our enemies, even those who harms or have the potential to cause us harm. We may find these commandments almost unreasonable and struggle to agree with them, but understand, my brothers and my sisters, that capital punishment has never really deterred people from committing capital offenses. One important factor that seems to come to play in Joseph's approach to restorative justice was his introspective retrospectivity about what happened. Joseph said in verse 5 to 7 of our key text, 
Don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me. For God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. These two years of famine will grow to seven. During which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me here to keep you and your families alive. So that you will become a great nation. Perhaps brethren we too can learn from Joseph's grace to forgive. And healing power of forgiveness demonstrated in this text. He undoubtedly was healed. And it is also plausible to think that his once wicked and murderous brothers were healed and as well as their aging father Jacob. There is an intrinsic power in the act of grace and forgiveness that is beyond human comprehension. Joseph was in a place of power and authority to revenge but instead, he chose to use it for the good of all. He used his position to forgive and to bless instead of punishing and desecrate those who harmed him. Now, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 27 to 38, where we read earlier, also invites us into an entirely different appraisal of ourselves and to imagine a new possibility of Christian living by loving our enemies. Jesus Christ called on his listeners to let go of their own understanding structures of right and wrong and follow his direction of travel and be willing to forgive whenever forgiveness is needed in spite of the cause of offense. Jesus Christ himself demonstrated forgiveness severally. For example, the woman caught in adultery, and that's the book of John, chapter 8, verse 3 to 11. One of the thieves crucified with him on the cross, and that's Luke, chapter 23, verse 32 to 43. And those who crucified him, Luke, chapter 23, verse 34a. Again, it is not always possible to show this level of love to the undeserving. Nevertheless, brothers and sisters, it is what we are called to do. And in doing so, we reflect the very nature of God. What God intended for the world to be. A place of peace, a place of tranquility. In conclusion, the underlying wealth of the message today in this podcast is the grace that God has for all people, even bad people and those that still or refuse to acknowledge the existence of God. God wants us to love them when we do not feel like it. He wants us to love even the unlovable and undeserving. It is the only way in which we can be able to learn the act of forgiveness. The story of Joseph, brothers and sisters, exemplifies the truth about agape love and the grace. The teaching of Jesus Christ calls us back to the golden rule of loving our enemies and to do good to those who harm us. As I close... 
I would like to leave you with these questions. Could it be possible for you, my brothers and my sisters, to rethink your own definition of what it means to truly love, especially those who are clearly a threat, either to you as an individual or your family or community, and in fact, on national well-being and security. Brothers and sisters, let me end with these words of Brother Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. Here's what he said. Summing it all up, friends, I did say you will do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will walk you into his most excellent harmonies. Join me once again as I pray. Lord of glory, I thank you. God of all grace, I worship you. And I thank you because of the grace that is available to us to forgive. I thank you, Lord, because this is what you want us to do. And I pray, God, for my brothers and my sisters out there who may be suffering from lack of forgiveness in their lives. I pray today that you will touch them wherever they may be across your world today. And I even pray that those who do not even believe in you, who will somehow come across this podcast, I pray that you will teach them this very basic principle of following Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God, and I seal this prayer as it brings peace to the hearts of people around the place today. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and soon coming, amen.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.